What if it's not too late? What if you truly can retire confidently? I'm Telton W. Hall, certified financial planner and best-selling author of The Secure Solution, creating a high-quality retirement in a low-interest rate world. My team and I have engaged in thousands of retirement planning sessions with middle and upper middle class Americans, people like you with their own unique fears and families and their own messes and their own successes. And they have done just that, retired confidently. If you're willing to go with me, I can tell you how. It's story time. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me this week. The last few episodes I felt like have been absolutely wonderful. My conversation with the Ortons was just, to me, educational and inspirational. So I just really, really enjoyed that. And it has triggered some conversations that have been ongoing in our household. And so I wanted to include you in those, bring you into those conversations. I think it can be um, informative, but also maybe just, you know, just, just be another viewpoint of maybe something you haven't thought of or something that you have thought of and then and just forgot as you went about your life. And so here is one of the ongoing conversations that we are having in the Hall family. It starts with that a while ago, years and years ago, like, 15, maybe longer than that, years ago, my wife read somewhere that it's nice to have family mottos, family slogans to give us some some purpose and some identity as a family. And so we've developed those. Sometimes we talk about them more or less than other times. Like to give you an idea, a couple of them that are just pretty simple are halls are honest and halls are hard workers. Those work out really nicely just because they are the core principles that we want to live. And they both, you know, they, they both have some nice alliteration there with the halls and, and honest and the halls and hard workers. So it's like, ah, that's catchy. We like it. So my daughter at one point said, halls are on Jesus team. And we've just always, she was, she was like a toddler and, um, and then kind of reaffirmed that uh, a few years later and reminded us about that one. And so I've always liked that just because it came spontaneous to her mind of what do we stand for as a, as a family? And then another one that I presented to the family and really kind of coming out of college and starting to build a career is that halls celebrate success. And that's the one I want to visit with you about for a minute today. Halls celebrate success. And then apply that to you. Do you celebrate success? And I, I just want to walk you through some of the, my thoughts around that and then, and then open that up for, for you to continue to have that conversation in your own mind or a conversation w- with your family. The idea came that in, in growing my business and accomplishing my financial goals, I knew that the only way that I was going to do that is by adding tremendous benefit to other people's lives. As a retirement planner, we're working with people's life savings and turning that into secure lifetime income and helping them navigate all the rules and the tripwires and the hoops to jump through and all the tax implications. And so I, I, I knew that in order for me to have a high degree of success, that I would need to have a tremendous positive impact in these people's lives. 
And there was a certain, I think, inaccurate definition of humility that I had to wrestle with in order to get comfortable in my mind as being somebody that is ultra successful and that helps people be ultra successful. That felt to me somehow like that was not being uh, humble, which I think was a wrong definition of humble. As I've gone down the road and I see true competence and true confidence, those are actually interconnected and really correlated and I think inseparable from true humility. I think at times when I demonstrate confidence or when people that have tremendous depth of competence in an area and they have confidence that they can apply it, I see them come to the table and they don't have an ego. They know what they can do. They know that it's powerful and they know that that there is somebody else that probably knows a little bit more about this aspect or that aspect and they're comfortable with their own self-worth and with their own work ethic and with their own intelligence and with their own knowledge base that they don't come to the to this table with a braggadocio mentality where they have to prove to everybody that they know. They actually come with what you and I would call, well, they're really humble. Even some cases when they might say really clearly, no, this is how it works and this is right. And in this case, my solution is the, the way that we need to go. Even in that, that it usually plays, come from a place of humility where they've explored the, the, the different options in order to understand it well enough to move forward. But this was, it makes sense to me now, but at the time, and maybe some of you can relate to me, it, it felt difficult. And so I decided that one of my mantras was at that time and continues to be to celebrate success and how I would apply that in a couple of different ways. The first is I could look at somebody that is ahead of me where I want to go. And instead of coming at that person with judgment or with kind of a, a, a negative bias because you know, because I'm I probably jealous would be the, the right word, or at least intimidated somewhere between those two. Because I'm, I'm not intimidated or I'm not jealous, then I can actually celebrate that, oh, they've done this. And it actually is empowering because by definition, the next line of logic is, and I have some capabilities that even they don't have. And they probably have some that I don't have, but all in all, we're both humans having a human experience. And if they've done this, I can celebrate that, which then the next line means I can do that. And when I do that, I can celebrate that success. If you can't celebrate somebody else's success, can you really celebrate your own success and still live in integrity? And I think the answer is no. And so let's celebrate success. And I, I've, I've worked through that in my own mind. And I think with, with quite a bit of success in that area, I should, I'm celebrating that I've gotten really, really good at looking at something that used to be intimidating to me and maybe even have some jealousy associated with it and really look at it and be like, that is really, really impressive. And the feelings that go through me are empowered versus anxious. And now we have a family and we get to 
engage them in this whole concept. And this has been really, really interesting to play out. Between siblings is a really easy example. We've got really successful children. They're, they're smart and hardworking and capable and kind and, and beautiful. I mean, we're really, really, really blessed with wonderful children. Some of those children excel in different areas more than perhaps their sibling. And we've seen this play out where even as a parent, our initial thought is actually to put on the, uh, let's say the younger child who's trying to live up to the older child to perhaps put on that younger child that, oh, they're going to be jealous or they're going to be fearful or they're going to you know, have anxiety around this because they see the, the success. And it's so, so powerful, so compelling when you see that younger child say, no, Hall celebrates success and it puts them in this place where they can celebrate that with their sibling, which is good for their sibling and it's good for them. Really, really impactful. It's really, really powerful. And it, and it really keeps folks in a creator type of mentality where I'm going to create what I want out of my life as opposed to a victim mentality of I'm a victim in my life and, and you know, so I can feel bad or feel jealous or, or feel upset about something. Then the next step is just one step removed. We've got quite a few cousins. It's interesting. Uh, my wife is older than me. And then I have a two sister-in-laws that are really pretty much the same age as me. And then another sister-in-law that's younger. But all four of those sisters married guys that are all my same age. So my four brother or myself and my three of my brother-in-laws are all really, really close to the same age. And, and so we have kids that are same age. And so we've seen that where like on sports teams or in other activities where one of the cousins actually comes in and is even better, perhaps just more, just more athletic at, at that moment, or they have just a natural capacity for something to come in. And at that moment, that's been something where it's like, okay, well, we can celebrate our sibling's success, but what about a cousin that's intruding into my success now? Can we celebrate that cousin's success? And once again, the formula is the same. If the answer is yes, you can feel feelings of that's really neat. I like that a lot. And I'm not threatened by that. Then it, it keeps you in a place to continue to excel and succeed and find your own areas where you're more adept and, you know, and, and possibly more naturally inclined. And then let, let's take that one step further with other, we've seen this specifically with other athletes where I have a going to turn um, 17 year old and a just barely turned 15 year old. And some of the athletes at my 15 year old's level are moving into high school teams and are being moved up to you know JV and varsity teams alongside of my 17-year-old. Now, for my 17-year-old, she could be tempted, and we've talked about this some, and there's twinges of this occasionally, be like, oh, this younger player is coming in and you know, crimping my style a little bit. But the reality is on teams, you want that. You want to be pushed. And you never have team success without other players coming in to fill those roles. 
So that's been an area where we, it's been a really purposeful, let's celebrate success. Now think about it from my 15-year-old's perspective, where some of her associates have moved up and she's continuing to play at the same level. And this is an area where now she could be despondent or she could be upset about somebody moving ahead. And the question again comes down to, well, does that provide the mental outcome that you want to have? Does that keep you in a place where you're driven or does that suck away some of your energy and some of your drive because you're moving into a victim place instead of celebrating success? And so my 15-year-old has just been phenomenal. She's had to work through mentally some difficult challenges, but she's been able to keep herself in a let's celebrate success because that helps that person continue to thrive and it helps me stay in a place where I can continue to thrive. So I think those two spots have probably been the stickiest. It, was, it seemed like it was pretty easy for siblings. There's been some, call it you know, sibling rivalry. There's been, been some of that, but for, for the most part, Hall celebrates success and that's worked out pretty well. It's been a little trickier when you get a couple outside folks moving in. And then the last area where we see it is there's been just, just a lot of dialogue right now, especially in the athletic sphere of you know, certain groups that feel like they should be getting paid the same as other groups. And, and when we have conversations around this, because it, you know, it gets brought up, people are talking about it at school or people talking about it on, on sports teams, or, and we, we're not really into you know, watching technically uh, pro or even college sports very much. We just focus on what, what we're doing. But the, the response has really been, well, person A that's upset because they're not getting paid as much as person B should just celebrate person B's success because how else are they going to stay in a, in a spot where they can have integrity with themselves? Like if they, if they want to go out and take some of person B's money because they feel like they should be getting paid the same, number one, they're not fully celebrating that person's success. And they're downplaying their own success. The fact that they actually feel like they could, should and could be on that same level means that they should celebrate that and feed that and give them a chance to continue to, to improve and not feel like we got to steal somebody else's success in order to, to boost our own. So that's been really powerful to, to watch my, my children see that and come at that very much from a, I'm going to create my life type of mentality as opposed to I'm going to, to be a victim and complain about it and try to steal somebody else's in, in order to get mine. Lastly, I will leave you with this. What we're also just starting to talk about is celebrating effort because there are absolutely times, I've seen it in, in my life and in my career, every one of my children have, have seen it. We're going through some of that right now as they try to push and celebrate success. So they set big goals and they drive towards them. And then at least so far, we're not batting a thousand. And, and once you strike out once, then you can't ever bet a thousand. So, we, so by definition, we have what you could call a failure or what some might term a non-success. And that's been the last step is that can Hall simultaneously celebrate success and also celebrate effort. And the, and the, the last step, I'm not there. I think I'm going to I'm going to try to get there mentally or at least consider it deeply over the next several weeks. I'll report back here in a podcast here is, is it beneficial and can I get to a place where I can celebrate failure, quote unquote failure? 
can I get to, I can celebrate success and I can celebrate effort. Those make sense to me. But just like I had to have a mentality mindset change around celebrating success, do I actually need to have a mindset change around celebrating failure? There you go. There's some food for thought. I'm going to be thinking about it for sure. I'll report back. Thanks for joining me this week. Have a great one, everybody. Hey folks, one last thing. If you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program recently, you really need to. We have drastically changed the cost associated with that program. So to go to teltonhall.com forward slash program and then click sign up and then put in the discount code podcast, podcast, all caps. You're going to be blown away at the price that you'll pay for what a program that could massively change your retirement outlook, your confidence towards your retirement, and make thousands, ten thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference in your retirement. Don't miss this. Take advantage of it right now. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. Click sign up, use the discount code podcast in all caps. And for the price of, I mean, the less than a pair of basketball shoes, less than a really nice dinner out, you can get access to a program where we've seriously tried to give you every tip, every trick, every piece of education, every strategy that we can to turn any angst you have about retirement into confidence towards your retirement. Check it out. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. I am super excited for you. Your future retired self is ecstatic for you.